gather in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, in, whose, in whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we say we have no sin, the truth is not in us. Indeed, this is one of the most honest times of the week that we have to come before God. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us indeed. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven, and all that belongs to Christ is yours.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
book of Galatians, which is a book in the New Testament, we're going to hear about a different kind of fruit. They're called the fruits of the Spirit. Have you ever heard of those before? Yeah, yeah the fruits of the Spirit. And just like this plant needs things to grow, fruits of the Spirit grow in us. So it's not like an apple is going to grow out of your elbow. <coughs> Or to be a, uh, a cherry growing out of your ear. Okay, it's more like these are the things that grow in us because the spirit is in us. And I want you to come with me on a little field trip here, a very short field trip to the font. Because what's in this? Water. Guess what? Water, the waters of baptism. Heavy knows about those, don't you? Yes. Heavy was the one who got the water out of the lake for camp worship last week. Um, water grows the fruits of the Spirit inside us, in our hearts. So, put your hand in here. Dig her, you know, mess around. Play a little bit. No? <laughs> Unicorns need water, too. Unicorn kitties. Yes. So, in the waters of baptism, the fruits of the Spirit grow in you, and 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 guess what? All of them. All of them, too. So, the next time... You wash your face, or you wash your hands, or you come up here to the font. Remember, the fruits of the Spirit grow in the waters of baptism in you. Thanks for coming up, you guys. There is no law against such things. 
and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. The Word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Jesus has some good, good words for us this morning, doesn't he? Are you sure about that? I don't know, when Julie was reading, I was kind of shifting in my seat a little bit. Jesus, are you asking me to skip my father's funeral? To forsake my family? My obligations to them? Did you say, don't look back, Jesus? Because last I learned in history class, those who don't study and understand history are bound to repeat it. I don't know, Jesus. I don't know that I agree with you. If you're like me and that made you a little uncomfortable, you're not alone. My uh, friend Scott, who's a pastor in Iowa, sent me a text this week, and he said, I hate this passage. (laughs) He's preaching on Galatians this morning. No, I don't know. I don't know if he is or not. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're a little uncomfortable. 
And, uh, and you might be thinking to yourself, this is a really difficult passage, and uh, they're letting the intern preach? Right. Oh, that's right. I have notes. Wait. <laughs> Don't worry. In all seriousness, though, let's, uh, let's unpack this together. Let's get real and sink down into these words. Let's let them settle in our hearts and in our minds. Who knows what we'll come up with? First, let's focus on the phrase in verse 51. Jesus sets his face to go to Jerusalem. It's a pretty straightforward thing. Jesus is headed to Jerusalem. Lots of things happen in in Jerusalem. In this particular place, though, this is kind of the fulcrum in Luke, in in the book of Luke, where Jesus has been healing and feeding and teaching and loving and forgiving, and now... He's going to turn his face toward his death on the cross and his resurrection. And so the next 10 chapters really encompass that journey to Jerusalem. But I think that uh, the author of Luke wants us to know here that Jesus' focus, his singular focus, is on Jerusalem and his death and resurrection. And I think that's important as we consider what happens over the next couple verses. So in verse 57... The person makes the first move. I will follow you wherever you go, the person says. And Jesus' answer is confusing. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. If this sounds like a riddle to you, you're on the right track. The fox reference is calling out the ruler of the time. Herod Antipas, and this is the son of the Herod who, in in the birth story, but um, he is a cruel ruler, and equally cruel are the Romans, who are called out with the bird reference, and they rule over Palestine at the time. Jesus says, these are the folks who might have what you think you need to survive, shelter for one, but uh, me, Jesus, I don't have that. I don't have any of that. So if you're going to follow me, this isn't going to be easy or simple. If you're looking for power or earthly survival, go to Herod or the Romans. But if you're seeking reassurance and safety on this earth, I am not your guy. The second person in our reading is pursued by Jesus. Jesus says, follow me. But this person sidesteps the invitation. Well, Jesus, hang on. First, I have to fulfill these obligations to my father, which at that time meant living with a family until the father's death. So this isn't like a quick plane trip home for the funeral, turn around and come back to work on Monday. This is years, maybe decades of time taking care of family. And you know what? Jesus isn't having any of that. Go and proclaim the kingdom of God, he says. So now we're down to our third potential follower. And this person, too, says, well, hang on, Jesus. Give me a minute. I need to go, like, tidy up some loose personal matters. I need to bring a close to my past. Then I can follow you. Jesus isn't having any of that either. Looking back, 
Jesus says, will pull you off course. If you're farming or gardening, you can't steer a plow and dig a straight furrow if you're looking back. Your furrow, your life, Jesus says, will be crooked. Huh. Maybe there are some good words in there after all. Think back to a few minutes ago when we heard Jesus' expectations. Did you think, wow, I really need to try harder? (laughs) Bud shaking his head. (laughs) Okay, how hard is hard enough? Or maybe, just maybe, Jesus is purposefully getting us to throw up our hands to get us to look somewhere else, somewhere other than our own devices and efforts. So a few weeks ago, I ordered myself a new coffee cup. Not everybody can see it, but it says, hold on, let me overthink this a bit. So I'm gonna, I was going to ask you guys to raise your hands if you identified with that, but something tells me you don't need to. I can already gauge from that response. So yeah, all this spending time in my own head, overthinking, worrying, analyzing, judging. Jesus' words in this passage say, put all that aside. Put aside the idea that if we just overthink enough, we can find our own way We can't. Christ can. And Christ did. There will be stumbling blocks along the way every day. Social expectations, cultural demands, family obligations, peer pressure. That picture of the life that you thought that you might have or those dreams that you had for your family or your job. In the midst of all those things, Jesus says, come and follow me. Set your face on me. Live into my purpose for you, into the fruits that my spirit will grow in you. To love without limits, to forgive, to be gentle and generous and kind and peaceful, Come and look into my face and see the one who died and rose again, who took your sins, past, present, and future, unto himself and away from you. Jesus tells us these stories not to get us to try harder, but to give up trying to follow him on our own terms or to make Jesus, following Jesus more compatible with our current lives and obligations. Jesus kills your presumption that you can do it and makes you alive as you trust in him. In Jesus, you are free. Can I get an amen? amen. Oh, the eight o'clock's beat, you guys. <laughs> can I get an amen? amen? Oh, there you go. Thank you. So, um, so twice a month, I worship at the Women's State Prison near Gig Harbor. And this might be hard to believe, but it is one of the most joyful worship services I have ever been in. 
These women sing and dance and celebrate, and they are real and authentic about their concerns and their problems and their celebrations. I, I struggled this week to try to find a way to say this, but it's like because they are bodily locked up, they understand freedom better than anybody else I know. And when they can find freedom in that worship service and in Christ, they grab onto it and they are truly free behind those bars. Uh, during each worship service, the women write on prayer request cards, and those of us who visit bring them home. And we pray over them for two weeks, and we think about these women. And um, I wanted to read you one that I was given last Sunday to pray over. And she writes, Please, I ask for prayer for myself to obtain the strength to live my life now and the rest of my life, no matter how hard my life is going to be, and no matter how much loss and pain I have to go through in this life. God is so much bigger and more powerful than anything in this earth. Can I get an amen? amen. I will tell her we prayed over this together. God is so much bigger and powerful than anything on this earth. God in Jesus Christ is at the heart of this prayer, at the heart of this passage in Luke, at the heart of the gospel. That's it. Strip away all that other stuff. Set your face on Jesus, and at the heart of your life is what matters most. The Christ who loves you, who forgives you, who died and rose for you. Who lives in you and through you, who makes you, in his mercy and grace, fit to proclaim the kingdom of God. Hmm, that is indeed a good word. Amen.
to the Word and confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let us now pray for the whole people of God, for all people according to their needs. Gracious God, pour out anew your spirit today that we may set our face and hopes on you and follow you in the way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give direction, wisdom, and humility to all our leaders, our president and Congress, state and local officials. Let liberty and justice guide our ways. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bring your wisdom to those who are addressing the crisis of immigration. Be with all those seeking asylum because of the trauma and violence of drug cartels. Lord, in your mercy, pour out your Holy Spirit and empower us to be your instruments in connecting more people to Christ Jesus. Pour out your Spirit on our vacation Bible school planning. Raise us more helpers and teachers. Be with our youth as they prepare for their summer servant trip. Lord, in your mercy, hear our Be with all families and those traveling this summer. Let the summer be refreshing and bring healing and closure ties. Bless Justin and his family as they head out on vacation and continue to bless Pastor Paula in her sabbatical. Lord, in your mercy, hear our Almighty God, bring help in the midst of every trouble. Let new life and healing come out of every crisis. Lord, in your mercy, hear our God, we hold Karen Kunkel and all the Kunkel family before you in the death of Norm. We give thanks that he is with the church triumphant. We pray for Cliff Adams, Craig's father, as he continues to recover from a stroke and has a long way to go. We pray and thanks for some progress. We pray for Ace as he deals with kidney failure, for all those facing cancer, Linda, Tim, Angela, Gary, Dave, Gail, Jim, Ron, Kathy, Carol, all our deployed military and support and their families, Rebecca, Eric, Megan, Jared, Andrew, and David, all those on our continued prayer list we bring before you and now others aloud or in the quiet of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, God, as we come to your table, bring us your grace and forgiveness and the promise that you are with us this day, and let us be bread for the journey.
pray this, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you all. Let's practice our sharing our faith. Greet each other with peace.
That's no problem if not, okay? All right. With that, then, let's continue with our um, offering and some very special Yeah. 
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy